listening to the Save the Marriage podcast. Your marriage can be saved and strengthened if you have the right information. Join Dr. Lee Bauckham as he explores ways for you to improve your relationship and your life, starting right now. Have you noticed how our emotions have become this kind of primary mover in culture? that people are always making decisions based on how they feel. And I know this happens throughout our lives. I've talked with people who tell me about how they've been motivated by their emotions. Maybe they didn't decide to work out that morning because they didn't feel like it. They just didn't feel good. Or how they decided to give up on a job because it didn't excite them anymore. And um, sometimes people tell me about all these ways that their emotions have created their lives. What I've noticed is that those same emotions are a part of our process when we're working on saving a marriage. But the problem is that people end up making decisions based on those emotions, not dealing with like a spouse's emotions, but using their emotions as the primary mover to let their emotions guide their process on saving their marriage. Just yesterday, I was talking with a person who had been working on saving his marriage, and I said, say, how's it going? You know, sending those one-way texts, how's that going? And he said, well, you know, I haven't done that lately. And I said, well, why not? Because we talked about that last week, and you had that in your plan. Why didn't you do that this week? He said, you know, I just didn't feel up to it. I was kind of frustrated with her, and I was frustrated with the process, and so I just didn't do it. So I said, well, how did it go when you were asking on the tagalongs? Oh, I didn't do that either. I said, well, why didn't you do the tagalongs? That's in your plan also. And he gave me the same reasons. Basically, he told me in those few moments that all of the actions that he had decided to take, he didn't end up taking because of how he felt, his emotional life. A couple of days ago, I was talking to somebody who told me that she was pretty much giving up on the process. She'd been frustrated. She'd been aggravated. She was upset and angry with her spouse. And because of those emotions, she told me that she realized that those emotions were telling her something, that those emotions were letting her know that she ought not to do this. They were letting her know that this marriage was not meant to be. You see, what both of these people were doing was they were making decisions based on the emotions they were having at that moment. And this is where we get into problems because our emotions aren't a consistent and constant kind of thing. Emotions come and go. So let's go back to that whole idea of how we make our decisions in life. Generally, when I'm looking at, say, my exercise routine, I've chosen how it's going to happen through the week. I know which days I'm going to be uh, doing my jiu-jitsu class and which days I'm going to be working out and which days I might go running or paddling or do something else. And I know those days and I know those places. Now, the way I set that up is that during the week, I go to jiu-jitsu because I've put it on my schedule. It's time to go to jiu-jitsu. Right before I go, I may not really feel up to it. You know, I may feel a little tired of the process, or maybe I look at the class and go, wow, that's going to be a really tough class. I just, I don't know if I have the energy for that. That's a really an emotional state, but it's on my calendar. And so with rare exception, I go do it. The same with my routine at home. I exercise in my basement and 
generally I've already set out my clothes that day. And so every morning I get up and I, I go do my walk with my dog, regardless of whether I'm up to it or not. The only thing that really holds us back is if the weather is really, really, really bad. But other than that, we go take a walk. Because here's what I've realized. Some days I just don't quite feel up to it. But by the time I've started walking, I feel up to it. I feel good at the end of it. And then I come back and my clothes are ready for me to work out. I change into my workout clothes and go downstairs and I work out. And what I've decided to do is disregard how I'm feeling emotionally. Now, let me make a distinguishing feature here. Sometimes I realize that my body is not recovered. Maybe I did something tough. Maybe I did back-to-back jiu-jitsu classes or something like that, and I'm really tired. And so in the mornings, I do check to make sure I use a, a heart rate variability monitor to make sure that there is a measurement, an objective measurement on how my body is doing. That's a physiological reason that I would make that decision. And there are realistic reasons why you might do the same with your marriage. You may decide that at this point, something has, deci- has changed. Notice I said decide that something has changed. We'll come back to that word in a minute. So in the morning, I get up and I check to see how, how my HRV is. And if it tells me that I'm recovered or close to recovery, then I'll go do what I plan to do. Trying as much as I can to set aside the emotions of the moment. Here's why. When you make decisions based on an emotion, it assumes that they are A, real, B, correct, and three, (laughs) accurate, right? So real. Let me just ask a quick question. When I say, what's your emotions? Where do your emotions come from? What are they? I mean, when you get down to it, what is an emotion? I've asked a lot of people about that, and they generally can't quite answer. They say, well, you know, it's, it's how I feel. And, and when I delve a little deeper, what do you mean how you feel? How do you decide that? And what they realize is that while emotions are there, I mean, I can tell if I'm having an emotional reaction, telling you where they're coming from and why they're there is a little more difficult. Because emotions aren't so much real as they are ephemeral. They come and go. In fact, in the same moment, you can go from one emotion to the other. You may be very upset with somebody, and then they come and look at you and apologize, and suddenly you're very connected with that person, right? Your emotions have changed. Nothing has changed really in the the world, maybe a little communication difference, but nothing has really changed, and yet everything has changed emotionally. The same thing can happen throughout our lives. One moment, we're upset about something. A few minutes later, we've been distracted by something else, and we don't even remember it. You see, we humans often get locked into our emotional state without realizing that that emotional state changes very frequently. We tend not to notice how frequently it changes. Have, have you ever woken, uh, awakened on the wrong side of the bed? You, know, you get up, and you're angry about something, upset about something, and you're stomping around, and then you get your day started, and... Something catches your eye and maybe you you meditate or read or take a walk or read some story that uplifts you and suddenly you forget about the fact that that morning you were upset. Your emotions changed even though perhaps not much in your circumstances have changed. Okay, so they're not necessarily real. I'm not saying that you don't have emotions. I'm just saying that they are more ephemeral than not. The second thing is, are they correct? 
Well, our emotions are a really weird interplay of lots of things within our body, within our mind, within our brain, and they come from lots of messages and assumptions. And so two people might have a very different emotional response to the same event. All we have to look is at politics. Depending on where you are on the spectrum, let's say a decision is made and you have an emotional response and somebody else on the other end of the spectrum has a, an exactly diametrical emotional response. Which one is correct? Which one is right? Well, it's coming from your assumptions and your viewpoint, right? Now, it's not that emotions are right or wrong. I'm not suggesting that there are wrong emotions. There are just emotions. They're not necessarily right emotions. They're just emotions. Sometimes we criticize people that they're not feeling what they should be feeling in a situation, and yet we're putting our assumptions on them. So emotions aren't necessarily correct either. It's not a matter of right or wrong. Are they accurate? Well, that depends. An accurate feeling assumes that there is some uh, fair portrayal of something. Sometimes I'll watch people and somebody will, two people will be in the same thing and one person, somebody will have an anger response of say a level two out of 10. The other will have a response of say a level eight out of 10. Same thing going on, same risk going on, same situation going on, but which one is accurate? Which one matches what's happened? Have you ever watched two parents disagree on what to do about a child's misbehavior? Maybe that child did something and one thinks it's kind of funny and kind of cute. And the other thinks it's a horrible, disrespectful act that needs horrible punishment. Which is right. Which is accurate. They're having an emotional response. One is lighthearted about it. The other is angry about it. Which is right. Which is accurate. Maybe even it's a matter of degrees. Maybe both of them recognize that that child did something wrong, but one thinks that that deserves a punishment of six months in their room because they're so angry about it. And the other thinks that maybe just a good talking to would suffice because they're frustrated with the child, but think that maybe something can shift just in that conversation. Which one is accurate? Which one is correct? See, our emotional life has so many different factors to it. First, it shifts along the way. Second, we don't even know where they come from necessarily. And third, they're not necessarily accurate to what's going on. They're not necessarily an accurate portrayal of whatever we're facing. Sometimes people tell me that you just have to live your life based on your emotions, though, that you have to trust your gut, they tell me. And I'll tell you, there is a group of people that I know that do live their lives fully by their emotions. They're three-year-olds. <laughs> three-year-olds are no capacity of reasoning through it. So whatever they're feeling in that moment is the absolute feeling of the time. In fact, that's one of my concerns when people start talking about you've got to live in the moment. Because if they're living in the emotional moment, they're living like a three-year-old. A three-year-old assumes that if they've got something they love, they will have that item for the rest of their lives and they're happy. At the same time, a three-year-old who can't get what they want feels like they're going to be devastated the rest of their lives and they throw a fit. And that tends to be the danger if we take that mindset into adulthood or take that into maybe decision-making later on in life, we get into trouble. Because one of the things about adult maturity is that we set aside the momentary emotions in major decisions. 
And when we don't, we usually pay the price. Let's say on a whim, on a beautiful day outside, you decide that you would love to take a, a drive in a convertible. And you go to the car lot and there is that one convertible. You can't afford it. Maybe you could get a loan for it, but you can't afford it. But wow, that would be so cool. And you think about all the emotional states that you would have if you had that convertible. But if you made the decision, you would create financial problems for yourself. You might. You might have enough money that that wouldn't matter. But for lots of people, that would make a a serious financial crisis for them. An adult mature decision is to say, you know what? Yeah, that might create an emotional impact in my life, but it's not worth it. I have to make a decision another way. Which brings us back to that word, decide. You'll notice that decide rhymes with some other words like germicide or fungicide. You remember that side? The side means to kill away. And so when we decide something, we cut that option away. So when I talk with people about how they want to make a decision about their marriage, I push them to think about that word to decide. It's not about how they feel at that moment. It's what they decide to do. It's not how they've been feeling. It's their decision about that. Generally, that puts us to a different place because then we can compare two very important ideas, emotion versus commitment. When we meet somebody and fall in love, we're full of emotions. We have that rush of adrenaline and a rush of infatuation and that rush of good feelings. That's, that's what happens at the beginning of those relationships. And we, we fall in love with that emotional space. But you'll notice that in a wedding, it's not that you're promising to be with someone as long as you have that emotional life. You're promising to be there as long as you're alive. You've made a shift from the emotions to the commitment. When I reflect with people about those marriage vows, I remind them of what they promised. To be together through all the days. Good days and bad days. Sick days, healthy days, rich days, poor days. There's not a lot left out of those days. And we commit to that. We make a commitment to that. Regardless of how we emotionally feel at the time. I believe that a commitment is what you decide to do, what you choose to do when you're feeling a certain way, even when you're no longer going to be feeling that way in the future, you've committed to that space. And so part of what we're doing in a a wedding is announcing to the world that we've committed to joining together and committed to working through the tough times together. And that's where we begin to draw the distinction. Anybody who enters into a marriage feeling that they're going to feel that overwhelming emotion, that overwhelming feeling for the other person, is mistaken. The people who go into a wedding recognizing that the feeling they have now will change and mutate along the way. It doesn't mean it's bad. It doesn't mean anything's wrong. It just means that people grow into something new. Emotions change. Emotions move around. And that the, what's behind it all is a commitment. We create a commitment based on the idea that we can move forward, right? We can move forward and work through the difficult times versus assuming that the emotions will always be there. Emotions come and go. Hourly, even momentarily, emotions 
can switch and change. And so the difference between emotions and decisions are that sometimes we decide to wait out our emotions based on the commitment that we've made. Sometimes I've talked with people who tell me that they are just ready to give it up. And then I talk with them a week later, and they don't remember that a week before they were ready to give it up because their emotions changed. And we don't always remember our emotions along the way. If I asked you how you were feeling last Monday, you may or may not be able to tell me without looking at your calendar with no reminders of what happened last Monday. You may not be able to tell me. If I asked you to tell me what happened or how you felt, uh, let's say uh, 18 days ago, you'd probably struggle with that. If I asked you how you felt a year ago, you'd definitely struggle with telling me your emotions at that moment. Five years ago, you definitely struggle with how you feel. If I ask you how you're going to feel next week, you're going to guess. How you're going to feel next year, you'll be guessing. How you'll feel in five years or 10 years, you'll be guessing because you're trying to figure out how you felt or how you're going to feel based on where you feel now, and that's likely to change. Many times I find that all I have to do is wait out my emotions to let them change on their own to get to a better place. And so part of our task when we've made a commitment is to decide to move through the emotional states, to wait out those emotions, knowing that the tough moments will pass. But here is an important distinction. You need to pay attention to your spouse's emotions because they are responding to them. Emotional intelligence at its heart is not getting so wrapped in your own emotions, not making decisions based on your emotional state, but emotional intelligence has another part, that you're aware and responding to the other person's emotions. You don't have to get suckered by your own emotions, but you recognize that others are acting upon their emotions. So part of emotional intelligence is being able to pay attention to your spouse's emotions knowing that they are responding to those, and taking your own emotions a little more lightly. In fact, one way of making sure that you don't let your emotions guide this process is to take your own emotions very lightly and take your spouse's emotions very seriously. To not pay so much attention to how you're feeling in the moment, but to recognize that how your spouse is feeling often feels very legitimate to them and needs your understanding and your ability to, to watch how they move through that emotional space. Don't let emotions fool you. They change. Don't get suckered into feeling that how you're feeling now will be how you feel in the future. But recognize that your emotional life of your spouse may be the pace and the place that you need to move through as you work to save your marriage. This has been helpful if you need some help with how to move through that process, how you can stay clear, how you can create your plan. Please check out my system. You can find it at Save the Marriage System. I'm sorry, you can find it at SaveTheMarriage.com. The Save the Marriage System is designed that even if you're the only one who wants to work on it, you can use it to get there. Find that at SaveTheMarriage.com. This is Lee Balkum wishing you the best as you build your marriage. You've been listening to Save the Marriage Podcast. For more information and help, please visit us at savethemarriage.com.